You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, it's uh, Dinosaur Week. It's Dinosaur uh, Week. Because it's uh, Jurassic World Dominion or Jurassic Dominion or I don't whatever is it, Jurassic it Park is. World? What, I, I actually, think the thing is, interesting... the, the funniest thing about um, Jurassic saying? World at this Jurassic point World. is that uh, they refuse to have numbers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, they all, I know. It's they all, all have to have names. So then name. you're like... Did you see the last one? Well, which one's that? Right. And right. whatever. And uh, the <laughs> uh, when this was first coming out, uh, the funny, the funniest bit for me on uh, on Twitter was uh, people saying there's supposed to be a semicolon in the name, and there's not, and now it's confusing. Right. right. Like. Right. Anyway. Uh, Jurassic World and lots of dinosaurs and all sorts of people from the original cast and all that. So it's like the super big time. Yeah. Um, I thought one of the cool things about this movie actually was that um, our evil scientist got like such, you know, short shrift in this movie. Yeah. Like he, like he was accidentally right. or something. And, uh, and then for part of it, you know, it looks like they rescued him from a desert island at the last minute. Like, <laughs> right. Like, where'd we pick him up? <clears throat> anyway, um, and uh, Hustle, we're, uh, we're going to cover that yeah. new uh, on Netflix. Yep. Uh, Adam Sandler movie about basketball, and it's uh, it's very, I don't know, rocky, but basketball. Yeah. But the coach more than even the, per- the, the, player. Than the player. Right. Uh, and Adam Sandler is a talent scout, and he works for uh, the Philadelphia 76ers, and he used to actually play and it's like this whole there's a whole thing I don't know, it's like coming of middle age right. story kind of deal anyway and uh and he finds this uh superstar player and you know hilarity ensues yeah right. um before we get to uh either of those um i did want to just talk about a couple of things um on the tv side of things and uh as I have, we have been like kind of going through a lot of stuff that's on TV, and and right this second, there's actually like too much to mention. Right? Yeah. There's uh, there's jillions of things on streaming. There's tons of series, either coming out or like they're still right in the, you know, releasing episodes every every week. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. But a few things that I wanted to mention are. Uh, the the sixth season of Peaky Blinders is out. Is that got a finite thing? Do they know when Peaky is? You know, I'm not I sure. I feel like they haven't said, but I, I also feel like they are moving towards a thing. Right. And so the thing is, I'm not absolutely sure, uh, but the series has gone a little weird the last two seasons. Yeah. So I haven't heard anything, and it could be out there, and I just don't know. That's I didn't uh, see absolutely it, so I possible. Yeah. But um, but I haven't seen a thing like, you know, renewed for season seven and that's the last and, uh, season yeah. or that right. like this is the last season or, yeah. you know, whatever. Something. Um, so I'm not really sure. But like I said, it has gone a little weird. Like the first four seasons are all very self-contained. Right. And, and this is a show like a ton of shows now that, you know, each season's like eight episodes or whatever. It's not yeah. like old TV you know, we're used yeah, to. Yeah, it's not like Seinfeld or something. Yeah. Um, it, they're very short. Even like dramatic series, you know, uh, a lot of them will have 16, 18, yeah. 20, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, this is like all the seasons are like eight, I think. Um, some of them might be nine, but I think they're all like yeah. eight. Uh, but anyway, the first four seasons are all basically very self-contained, right? We have our... Uh, whoever our bad guy is that we're up against or this whatever time. our situation yeah. is that we're mm-hmm. up against and all this stuff happens, but you've got like the one big driving arc. And at the end, uh, you know, the finale of the season is like, 
aha, right. he it, it, he had all this planned out from the beginning, and, yeah. and now you know whatever. Right? Watch me. And uh, and yeah. everyone thinks they've got the better of him, mm-hmm. and then surprise, he you know whatever. Right. Uh, but the fifth season, the fifth season and the sixth season were basically all in the same story, right? And the fifth season ends uh, where we didn't really get anywhere, kind of. Right. Uh, and the and now the sixth season ends where. We do kind of get some places, but we have not really wrapped up this either. So, uh, like, if you watch the fifth season, uh, it's all kind of about uh, these people who are uh, trying to basically get fascism to take over England, where uh, these people who initially kind of sell themselves as socialists, which everyone is okay with... um, and but really, they are going to you know switch to fascism and whatever, and uh, and it's all these people way high in the government trying to maneuver things and yeah <clears throat> and uh, and uh, Tommy is trying to be on the in trying to take that down from within whatever. So that's like season five and season six is basically like you know we're still we're still trying to we're do still the thing. on that road. But anyway, so. Uh, so it's hard to say they could do like seven and it seems like we really could wrap up with seven. And if we can finally wrap up all these things, yeah, you know, he's getting old, right? Uh, half the seasons, is- you, you know, every time there's a new season, it's like, uh, you'll see like a couple of minutes and then suddenly it'll go <laughs> like four years later. Yeah. So, by the time we've done that for now six seasons or we've moved along, even season six does the same thing. It's, you know, all of a sudden it's X years later after yeah. five, whatever. So, uh, so by the, and a lot of season six is, uh, you know, him thinking about that anyway, right. That, you know, he's getting a little old for up this there. And, right. You know, whatever. Anyway, but the sixth season is really good. Um, but it's, a, it's a little talky. Like we've oh, yeah, we've switched right. we've switched a little bit yeah. and it is there are there are huge parts in season six where it is just some people having conversations for a long time. And that is not completely different from anything else, except it's just more. Right. right? It's just more right. of it and it's longer when we do it. Right. Right. So <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but still, a uh, really good show. The first four seasons of that show, I think, are among like you know the best TV the that has been around yeah. for at least a decade. I'm not so sure about season five and six. They're still right. good, but I don't think they're as good as the first four. Anyway, um, and then so other things to talk about real quick. Uh, we've got another Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. So we got five of those now. That just came out yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, and it is just the continuation of the death spiral of oh, that sucks. everything Star Wars for me. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so weird. And it's so, you know, it's so everything is just so like simplistic. It's like, it's like not that we are trying to somehow get this uh, like where we're trying to say, look, really, this is for younger audiences uh, like. I don't know, other Star Wars things that are, you know, this is not the movie. This is like maybe for a little bit younger audience. I mean, let's face it, the movie is not for old people in the first place, right? I don't agree with that. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah. Um, But this one is like, you know, really like we're trying to make it for Nickelodeon or something like it. I don't know. And uh, and this the whole thing in the fifth episode, we actually like some serious stuff happens. Yeah. Right. So you at least get that. Uh, but it's largely goofy stuff. So and far, every episode that I've seen, and I've only seen four, I didn't see last night's yet. And I'll see it today. I, I mean, not even trying to sound dramatic about it. I think there's three minutes in every single episode that I think are fine or fun or interesting. Right. And the rest right. is absolute, just quicksand. Right. It's just awful. And uh, and in this latest one, you know, I don't know, Star Wars, some Star Wars fans, 
you, Star Wars fans are a weird thing because they run the gamut of everything. They do. Right? They're Star yeah. Wars fans who who are bound and determined to hate every next thing that comes out. Oh yeah, no matter what it is. That's probably me. And there are Star Wars fans who are bound and determined to love no everything matter that what. comes out, yeah. no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how dumb that's, it is. That's not me. But in this fifth one, I got. I'm gonna. Y- it, like you're ruin it for me? No, this doesn't, this doesn't spoil anything, but okay. I'm just going to say, like, Darth Vader gets in a fight, right? Oh, yeah. Dar- Darth yeah. Vader is uh, pretty seriously fighting in this fifth episode. Yeah. And here's the thing uh, that I don't really love about that, <laughs> okay. right? Yeah. So this is supposed to take place yeah. at a time before the movies that we all watched and know everything about right. and loved and have seen 50 times and all this stuff. Yep. If Darth Vader can do the stuff that he can do, yeah, I know, yeah, in, in this battle, right? Then you know those three movies are are just lies, right? I know. <laughs> I mean, because every time we see Darth Vader in those movies, yeah, everything that happens in those movies with Darth Vader would be over in like one second, right? And the Empire wins. Yep. <laughs> Especially, I mean, they started screwing themselves, you know, with their continuity at the end of Rogue One. They had this great idea to, you know, have Rogue One lead right up to the start of A New Hope, where the first time we see Vader is he's coming through the Stormtrooper blast door and he's breathing heavy and he's all in dark. You watch the end of Rogue One where he slaughters like 600 people. Right. Force choking, slicing, throwing, killing, barely breathing hard. I'm watching the whole first film and I'm like, this is over in three minutes. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. There's nothing here. I get you wanna you wanna retcon something because you had two Alec Guinness wasn't necessarily spry when he did the lightsaber battle. Right, right. And David Prowse, you know, probably that armor was very clunky and it was 76, 74. You know, you're doing these things and now we can update things and right, make it right. look felt and amazing. And I'm like, yeah, but watch the stuff that got everybody watching this in the first place it's so i thought you were going to say yet again i don't care how you know arid and rough tatooine is when mcgregor still doesn't look like he's 10 years away from alec guinness's face you know because those must have been 10 haggard years right you know uh he was just being dragged yeah no there's there's, 10 years (laughs) there's just there's an awful lot of stuff that everyone's like oh it'd be great because the comics and other medium have shown how really effective things could be, but it right. doesn't match up when you're like three weeks away from seeing him sort of like <coughs> yeah, geriatrically yeah. crawl through a wall. You know, it's just it's messed right. up. Yeah, and and I I got to tell you, in the fourth episode and now the fifth episode, the worst part of it for me, it's not just hit the fighting skills, the things he can do with the force that are you're just like, what he yeah. could do that? No, right. Like if he could do that. Why didn't he? Why didn't right? He? <laughs> um, right. It's not just those things, but in yeah. the in the fourth episode where where we see him, and the fifth episode, you know, he, he's just a psychopath now. Yeah, and and that's not who he is. Nope. In it those isn't. in those movies, right? He's even if you go back and and watch the prequels, sure. Um, like he's still, I mean, he's got to go from the person he was in the prequels to the person he is in the in there and this yeah. is in between right right and you know he's like he's a bad guy he's villainous and but he's not sociopathic right but right but the guy in these i mean you know he's just like slaughtering people for sure. fun yeah like it, it right. doesn't even people aren't in his way it doesn't get him anything he's right. just like haha i can kill you yeah. and it's like what the <laughs> right what i don't know yeah anyway all right uh so what a movie, bummer movie, <laughs> Moving on from those, the other uh, couple of things I want to talk about is Ms. Marvel, which uh, everyone loves. You like uh, it? Is it good? No, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I could have scripted that. That's great. Well, tell uh, me. I haven't seen it yet. No, so. it's uh, it's it not they're just, they're not only it. is it bad. Okay, oh. it's so bad uh, that it really, really depresses me that everybody likes it so much. Uh, it's you think they're all virtue signaling the diversity I, and the you have to like this in this, this is in the this time. particular case i don't know what they're doing mm. uh, most of the time i feel wow. like i know what they're doing yeah. but in this particular case i don't know what they're doing huh it is um <laughs> i'll tell you what it is though it is and it and it's getting you know very celebrated for uh having some 
other culture that we're actually paying right. attention to. Sure. Right. And I'll give it that. Okay. Uh, it, in, in so far as it does that and the people seem real anyway. Right. Because right. usually your option is, okay, we'll show you a person from another culture and uh, I mean, we'll make that culture look silly there, by it's doing cartoonish. it, right? Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, you know, so there is a lot that the show has in that regard that, you know, hey, that's cool. But it's like, hey, that's cool. This stupid show did that. And that's not that cool. Right? <laughs> I mean, now it's not as good anymore. Oh, no. But uh, it is, it's, it's a really weird show. And it is really, really like you were making this... Uh, like some Nickelodeon or Disney Channel, yeah. like show from about ten years ago, maybe fifteen huh. years ago, like you know, Dog with the Blog or Good Luck Charlie or <laughs> yeah, like no, one of I those like complete goofball things. Yeah, and you know, and I've been forced to watch those things. Yes, right? you have, and and they're better. Ooh, they are better. They are written purposely okay. to be stupid. Sure. Right. So there's so much, so and that that's the game of... you're playing, right? right? This one is written, I think, Ernest. accidentally stupid, uh, and it's as stupid. How many right? have you seen? The uh, there there are only two out, there's and I've only, I've only okay. seen those two. Yeah, but wow. they it is written like hmm. uh, it's uh, you know <laughs> all these like teenage whatever. Yeah, and nothing anyone does at any point is anything that anyone that age would actually do. Right. The whole thing is written really by, I think, people who have never met kids, much less <laughs> had any kind Parented of experience yeah. with knowing how they act. The, the whole thing, every time they're at school or it's just kids together... Yeah. Uh, whether it's like the star and like her kind of sidekick guy yeah. or her friends at school or the people we don't like at school because, right. the, you know, right. there's like the snooty girl always who's super popular and has all these Instagram followers or whatever. Yeah. Every time uh, any of those people are, are acting near each other, it is really like people, I swear, who have who have never. Right. Been in proximity, yeah. It's to any like they <laughs> kid ever. Like they only know how those that age people will act because they watched sure. Dog with a Blog. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> they're right. like, right? That's they're awesome. like, so that's how they act, right? Yeah. And that's how they talk. And everyone walks through the school through the halls of the school. Yeah, everything they do is like, oh my god, right? Come, and so, so then it really makes me kind of question, like, who is this for, right? right. Like. Right. Dog with a blog is for that age yeah. because people watching at that age go, well, I mean, yeah, it's goofy. Sure. There's a talking dog. Yeah. And so, right. and so you can like. Maybe it's for the Sonic I'll, the Hedgehog film crowd. You know, I mean. You know, Sonic maybe the that's Hedgehog even too isn't that bad. No, I, I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not trying to throw it under the bus. We, I mean, we watched it and I had a couple complaints like, look, a cop wouldn't do that. Right. Jamie Marsden wouldn't act that way. But then I'm like, but he's in a Hedgehog film. Maybe right. that's the rule. Right. You know, uh, I don't know. That's too bad. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. It. It's so it's like mm. it's like hard to watch. Seriously, yeah. it's, it's hard to watch the things that are supposed to be happening. The things that her parents do because right. her parents are sure. of course they, you know they're not going to let her go yeah, to avenger right. con and right. so she has to yeah. sneak out and right. whatever and the way her parents act about it is just so uh when it's even remotely real yeah. it's super caricature yeah, simplistic right. What version they, of what the real person would how do, surprised right? would you be we're not that far away from having computer ai write episodes maybe it just watched a bunch of youtube right? and it thought it is. hey here we go because i've got a theory some things aren't being written by people yeah they really are just ai scripts and there are people like well let's just do it yeah didn't cost us anything they're written by yeah the algorithm. The, yeah, the program of whatever. <laughs> that stinks. I, mean, I don't I didn't know, have high it, hopes for it, but I just didn't want it to crash like that. It's really sad. And but yeah, you're and, the only the voice horrible, I'm hearing. The horrible thing about it is that uh, the actress in the lead role, and yeah. I don't have her name in front of me, but 
you know, she seems like she's got, you know, just the charisma to like suck you in. Yeah. Except that she's just half the time. She's just doing stupid things. And it's like, it's wasted. The the people who are acting in the show, right? You know, couldn't some of them stand up and go, <laughs> my line is what? Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. just, it's so depressing. You watch these, you, you know, you watch them at school, you watch them interact with each other. There's one part where, uh, you know, her friend makes these light up gloves. Yeah. And this is like in the first episode because because uh, she's trying to get her awesome, you know, uh, Captain Marvel uniform thing. And uh, he makes these gloves that will light up for her for being in the you know competition of best dressed up like whatever Captain thing. Marvel, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and they're on like this rooftop and he gives her these gloves and she lights them up and they start punching and having this battle with yeah. each other and they're like going oh oh yeah right. and i'm like yep they're not six right right, the, right. i mean it's it's just right. it's uh, i don't know it's so weird mm. i think um i think people who love this show at the very least are not at all watching it from like any kind of objective perspective right. it's like they love it before it started right and then they started watching it, and they're like, "Well, fine, I still love it, right. and I'm st- I'm right. still gonna love it." I, yeah. I, you know, I don't know what it is, but it is, uh, mm. it is weird. Uh, it is a weird show. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, uh, and then, uh, in keeping with the trying to talk about great things, another new Netflix <laughs> show, God's Favorite Idiot, is the oh, yeah. uh, new Melissa McCarthy, yeah. uh, Ben Falcone show. Yeah. Uh, it's the worst show I've ever seen. I was just going to say, it, I it, bet I could roll. It is the it, it, it's <laughs> the most disc. bonkers. Uh, you know, and you know what it is. The thing that really struck me. I've only watched like three episodes of it, and then I'm like, okay, that's look. enough. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, not doing anything. Um, it really felt after watching three episodes of it. What it felt like is, uh, and I don't know how much you just try to envision how things work and play along with my, you know, screwy mind. It is like you just started filming the writer's room and everything anyone said was like immediately being made by like the computer AI listening to you. Yep. And then you went, yep. It's like every (laughs) print. Yeah. Whatever goofy thing someone says, it's like there is no writer's room. It's almost like the whole thing is unscripted by really not funny people who think that they're really funny. And and it's like, it really is like as though the whole thing is ad-libbed. Yeah. Because every line that comes out is so clearly whatever the first idea was or whatever, Uh whatever somebody threw out and... You know, people thought it was funny. And yeah. there is so there is so much of it where you can see because, I mean, the thing is, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know how it happened or what it is. But Melissa McCarthy just it isn't funny. Right. Right. She and we talked about her before. She is funny if somebody gives her something funny to say. Yeah. And then she has to do it and she can deliver it and be right. funny. Right. But if she's coming up with the idea yeah. and her and Ben Falcone must go home every night and not be able to breathe because like everything they do, they both think is the funniest thing that ever happened, I guess. But you can see watching this that they will deliver something that is just like pitiful. Yeah. And then they go cut and they laugh their asses off. Like they just think this is the, you know, they think this is the next show that's going to be huh. among the top five funniest shows ever made. Like right. you can watch the show and see that they clearly think that. You remember, know? remember watching some shows? I mean, nothing immediately comes to mind, but several dumb jokes in very good shows do. And the laugh track would kick in and you're like, real audience wouldn't laugh at that. <laughs> right. That's really dumb. Right. But you hear the same laugh track over and over again at the right moments to accentuate what you're supposed to be feeling. And I'm like, the hell with you <laughs> like that's yeah. not funny like it just yeah. seems like it's a show that is the laugh track without it's the laugh um, track. so it 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 is it is 
seriously the weirdest show. But you can you can watch you, you can got, watch the first episode. Right? I honestly can't believe you got three in. Oh, that's yeah. that's a testament. Are they thirty minutes long? Or are they an hour? How long is no, this? No, yeah, I think they're 30 minute okay. episodes. Man, um, that's a lot for you because you do not have a lot of patience yeah, for her, no, and, him, it was, her and him it, together. It was yeah. uh, it was so horrible. But <laughs> wow. uh, and the th- so the thing of the show is that uh Ben Falcone is like sort of the main character, but really Melissa Carthy McCarthy is more the main character. Yeah. And he gets chosen by God or whatever. And there's like this one part where he just starts glowing or something, right? <laughs> right. And uh, you can see, like, if you watch, like, the trailer part that it's got on Netflix or whatever, uh, the opening of the show is she's telling the rest of her friends that this happened. And she's like, you know, full disclosure, like, I did cocaine, like, three times last week, but not right now or, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. And and there's this whole thing about the whatever their job is they work in some like cubicle office thing yeah. and i don't know what they do but their like boss guy is just like this guy who's like hey everyone stop doing this and no one pays any attention to him right. and and says like ah get out of here whatever yeah and that's like really hilarious is <laughs> i mean the whole okay. the whole thing is like uh i don't I don't get even what why you think this is funny. Right. Like, right. It, I don't know. It's really trying to make Fitch it, happen. It's it's depressing, it, yeah. and and yeah, it is. It's <laughs> but sucks. it is really. It's so on. You know, on the one hand, I just hate her because right. she's making me watch these things and <laughs> right. keeps coming out with them. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's just so sad because. Yeah. Like I said, you know, if she would just take somebody else's work, she's talented and be in other things, but she's, yeah. you know, she can, she can make the delivery happen. Right. And if she would just avoid the joke being that she's fat, right. Then, you know, then she's a lot better. We're in a better, yeah. But the parts where that isn't the joke, I mean, you know, she can, she can make the delivery. Yeah, definitely. But, but they cannot come up with, Wow, the funny. I don't know. Together, and maybe some people think they can, and you know, I don't know. And then this will probably be hilarious to you. Like if you liked her last couple of movies, you'll probably think this is hilarious, right? But but it is the thing with this is in her last movies, right? They were all awful, right? Um, And they weren't funny, right? But they were movies, so there's some plot they actually have to deliver. So not every single second of it is some joke we're trying to tell. Yeah, right. Now I see In where you're this, going. right? It's, it's a free compact. Reign. It's a sitcom. It's it's all about the being funniness, huh. and you know the plot is barely there at all. What is this right? on? What that's Netflix. It's on Netflix. It's Netflix yeah, yeah. too. Yeah. All right. Uh, so now we've wasted a bunch of time with that. Uh, so first, Jurassic Park. Um, that sounds awful. So Jurassic Park Dominion. <laughs> Uh, is a really weird story, I think, where uh, the thing is that uh, we hate Jeff Bezos and (laughs) uh, tech millionaires and all this stuff. So we have to make the movie about them in a different way. And all of the dinosaurs have escaped and they're just dinosaurs show up all over the world as you've seen from every trailer and spot of it where a dinosaur just shows up in people's normal life anywhere in the world and there's one guy who is now in charge of everything and has this giant compound where he keeps dinosaurs although now we've finally gotten to the point where uh our goal is not to have a theme park anymore because they're all just loose. Our goal is to see what we can do with their DNA, how we can, you know, the, the official story is what we can do with their DNA to help people, what we can learn from them and, you know, yada, yada, um, hilarity ensues, but we get, uh, pulled into it because there are these, super locusts with dinosaur DNA that are, you know, sort of small dog sized locusts that are destroying all the grain in the world. 
except for the specially genetically modified right, the crops of stuff. this yeah. company. And now we have to go expose that he's a bad guy and everything. And so uh, the weird thing is that it's, um, uh, it's much less dinosaur focused really in a way um, because we're not just staring at dinosaurs all the time. Right. right? We have this whole other, <laughs> yeah. you know, story we're doing. All right. Anyway. Um, so I gave this one uh, mm. three and a half. Because, uh, well, because it's not good. And, and uh, there were, uh, you know, there was some of it that I kind of liked. And I liked almost everything in the movie where it was just the people, but not the bad guys. And we weren't really paying a lot of attention to dinosaurs. I, <laughs> I, I, liked, I liked most of those parts. Yeah. Uh, I liked the parts where... Uh, uh, you know, Chris Pratt is in it and it's like hijinks in the market and yeah. you know, stuff like that. Like, you know, a lot of that, that stuff was fine. That Malta scene, even before it hits motorcycle stuff that you see in the trailer. Right. That whole thing's great. Right. The whole thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, you get you get a bit of it spoiled in the trailer, but that whole Malta scene is. Yeah. A, a lot film, of a lot of that summer stuff. Summer movie. Awesome. A lot of that yeah. stuff was very cool. Um there are a lot of parts in the movie where the more it goes on, the dumber it is, and they don't get that. And they like they could have done it a little bit, but we can't because it's a big movie and we have to watch the chase for a really long right, time. Right. Like when uh, when those dinosaurs are chasing him on the motorcycle, right? Yeah. I'm like, okay, look, if the dinosaurs want to be fast, I'm okay with that. Right. If you want to have, they can run fast sure. and kill you, then yeah. fine. If they can chase you on a motorcycle going 80 miles an hour right. for like five minutes. Right. The sustained. Now, yeah. right. uh, now we you're got just different calling movie. me stupid. Right. right. And then he gets on the and thing. And you'll but, watch anything. Right. Yeah. But there were um, there were parts that were OK, but a lot of it was stupid. And I won't get into uh, everything right now, but I gave it three and a half. And you I, either uh, gave it 10 <laughs> or zero. <laughs> I'm an all or nothing. That's Wouldn't that prediction. be awesome if we had to come in? That's the new podcast. We don't get any gradient. You either 10 or nothing. And you can argue <laughs> backwards from that. But I gave it a three. You know, yeah. I, I think I think overall the best part of this whole film is the trailer that you see for it. The trailer that you see for it, as well as the end of... I'm trying to think of what the, the last one, again, because we were just talking about, you know, colon names instead of numbers. Fallen Kingdom was the last one. And I feel like the end of Fallen Kingdom set up this thing that this movie hints at in the trailer for, but doesn't deliver at all. Right. It's strange to see a Jurassic, uh, Jurassic Park film, excuse me, where the dinosaurs are maybe tertiary to yeah, the yeah. whole thing. I mean, maybe even not even third. Maybe they're fourth. You know, there's an awful lot of stuff going on with this specific movie all at once. It's, it's supposed to be a Jurassic Park film. It's a reunion movie because you've got the original cast coming in with the new cast. It's got, uh, you know, a parenting thing because there's a clone daughter and there's a lost kid. So we're going to see that. We're all going back to this island. How you keep getting this cast to go to islands at all ever right. again is silly. Um, it's a little bit of a reunion story for, you know... Let's see if we can get Dr. Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler together finally. You know, right. they, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on here. There's a there's a big take on Monsanto. There's a big take on Apple and Google, like you said. Like, and what we'll do is we'll combine technological oligarchs into one big bad guy because you always need the bad guy in this movie to not be the dinosaurs. That's just nature. It's got to be some scientist who right, wants right. to either capture, create, or control. I mean, I guess right. I didn't plan that, but that's really how it is what's happening with the dinos, right? All of these things alone could have been a stack of cards, you know, a house of cards supporting each other. And in fact, what they do is it doesn't necessarily weaken anything. It just meant that of the compartmentalization of like six different stories going on, I wound up only caring about one barely and it was never fleshed out fully because the movie in its clumsy attempt to bring in all kinds of things at once and make a maelstrom of... Some fan service and some, you know, typical Jurassic ideas. It doesn't do anything original. It doesn't have any sense of urgency. It doesn't have any sense of magic over what made this franchise something to begin with at all. Right. 
And the best part of things, I think, and I wonder, I, I expect probably we're thinking of a lot of the same scenes, are just the interpersonal things that happen along the way when people aren't running from green screens or having to stare at tennis balls that are going to be monsters right. later. You know, there's there's something to be said for watching a bit of life come in when you get, you know, Sadler and Grant and Malcolm back in this way. But even this film sort of very, it's so weird. I can't tell if it was purposeful or accidental. Like they don't even know who the character of Ian Malcolm is. He He's so not who he's been even you know, if you if you count if you're counting the original Jurassic Park, this Ian Malcolm isn't that guy. And you could argue that that was you know 30 years ago. And you're you're right. People should change over 30 years time. But it's almost like they don't understand who this character is. And they had another character, and they went, "Oh crap, we got Jeff Goldblum. He signed. Right, right. We'll just make that Ian, because that person, for the most part, doesn't act in the same way." And if I am now going to be told that that still is Ian Malcolm, you got to give me something that says why he's now this type of person instead of the right. person he's been. There's, especially there's especially these, when you've you know, got two other people from 30 years ago who right. are exactly the who same people. Basically the same were, people, right? right? And, and along the way, there's a bunch of stuff that, you know, peppers in and out. I didn't hate every scene, but I found that I was mostly bored not exactly bored, but really not engaged. I just got done, you know, chiming in with you. I think that Malta scene is incredibly fun, you know, but maybe that's because I just sat around for so long waiting for something really good to happen. There's great scenes in the trailer. You know, there's this thing with Bryce Dallas Howard where she's trying to apparently escape a dinosaur and she's underwater and it's screaming on the top of the water. And that's a chilling visual i love it right watching this the way happen it in the film and i'm like are you kidding stupid. me are yeah. you kidding me she's in a strange place i mean i'll shut up in a second but she's actually sort of in a strange place that is really highlighted when i see uh laura dern come in you know and again she wasn't necessarily the princess leia of anything she was very secondary and tertiary in the first film in a way that was probably good old boy stuff back then in the in the early 90s by accident but I can't get over the fact that I can't tell if Bryce Dallas Howard is inept or just like sort of like a Mary Sue thing. She's she's running in high heels and she doesn't know how to put on like a seatbelt. But then she's running from a dinosaur and she's jumping across buildings. And I'm like, right. these are very different people. Right. In the moment that she's maybe at her best is when she's having personal connections with the frustration of the clone daughter that they're trying to protect. And, you know, she's like trying to do motherly things and be protective while being freeing. I'm like, okay, but you aren't that character you're going to be in 11 more minutes. Right. And then when you do something dumb just because we need to give you something, it's frustrating. It's just sort of weird. And the last quick thing is, man, you just see when when Sam Neill and Laura Dern pop on and there's such chemistry, even even briefly with Laura Dern and Jeff Goldblum, there's just so much chemistry at work. I am reminded again of watching Chris Pratt work with with Bryce, and it's nothing against her, even though it's, it feels like I'm swinging at her hard. But he acts like he's looking at the tennis ball, like she's going to be digitally added later. Right. They don't have anything going on right, in chemistry right. here. It's just a mismatch of misfired things that people thought were really interesting, and I haven't even gotten to the bad guy yet. Yeah, I, I think... Um I think there's a, a good part of what you just said with the, uh, you know, when she's underwater. Yeah. And I think it, it all comes together for me. Like, there is a lot of this movie that it just really doesn't care about itself, yeah. especially in ways that we have seen this franchise care about things, right? Right. If you're going to have her slowly crawl under the water, yeah. right? which is one of the dumbest scenes sure. I, I've seen in a while. <laughs> yeah. Watching that scene play out is dumb. Yeah. And even though you get to the end right. where it's that thing where it's, it's screaming at her, which yeah. I'm not sure that even that tiny moment makes any sense. Oh, it does But it's an interesting visual. I love right? the visual. Right. But if you're going to have a scene that stupid, you got to have the part before where you got some scientists talking about the dinosaur going like, um, 
they don't understand what water is. Right. Or if you move slow enough, they don't know you're there. Right. Or right. once something is under the water, you know, they don't understand that it's just right there under the water. Right. Or you got to do something, something more. that this makes any kind of sense that this would be what she would do. Right. Why is she not just run the hell away right. or right. whatever? Or why is this a thing that pops into her head? Right. And you get that same sort of thing, unfortunately, in lots of parts of the movie where the dinosaurs in this are just a certain kind of window dressing, right? Yeah. Like, we don't care about them at all. We're not talking about them at all. Yeah. Sometimes they show up and you go, look how cool that one is. And that's as good as it's supposed to get. Right. You have the other part when you go back to the the area in the film that the, that is that market, right? Yep. And you've got this bad lady and her dinosaurs and her laser yeah, pointer. Yeah, God, that thing is so stupid. And that is horribly stupid because even like when it first happens right yeah you're kind of like wait you train them to what right it doesn't make any sense but you kind of like let that go and then you're like fine you point at this thing it wants to kill it but then about three minutes later it's like the dinosaur doesn't even have to be in the freaking room <laughs> right when you point it the laser, pointer, a laser and you, you know? go wait what now they should like, have had like a dart or and something. there's nothing yeah there's nothing going on in this movie where you're you even can get like anyone is training dinosaurs or anyone right. has learned ways to train dinosaurs better than we had before yeah or anything that leads you down some road that we could eventually have laser pointed right. you know laser guided dinosaurs right, right, right or whatever because the movie just doesn't care the movie's right. like i need to have some dinosaurs chase people and why do you need the laser pointer just right set the dinosaurs loose and they're gonna Whistle attack people, point at whatever. somebody you know and it you know and it like i said it just doesn't care and it you've got um even the uh when you when we actually get to the place and they have to fly the yeah. plane in and it's like oh no it's the air defense system right, yeah, or whatever right. and and that doesn't make any sense not a thing all of yeah. the creatures that fly yeah. will stay away from this thing so from this area for some reason yeah because we have to be able to fly planes in right. because it's the only way you can get here or right. whatever right yeah. And there, and the movie doesn't care about that part at all, right? Yeah. How do we keep them away? I mean, magic. Who cares? Right. Like yeah. it doesn't. Lasers. It doesn't answer. You know? yeah. Where do they go when we're keeping them away? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Why are they right at the border of staying away until the thing goes off, <laughs> and then instantly they're in right. there? Right. Like none of this makes any sense, and they just don't care. And. And this is a franchise that knows how to do that, right? right? Before, in other movies, we would have some... Somebody would at least throw out some dumb explanation, right? Uh, right, small ones. And and it's strange, because I'm still thinking of Star Wars. You know, I'm, I think I'm probably always thinking of Star Wars. But the best films, and then therefore the best franchises, at least either expand and explain the rules, or they adhere to them. Right. And, I mean, you're 100% right. If anything else, a film series based on bringing back dinosaurs from, you know, whatever you can find in the in the ember of things, you got to follow some rules. And if you don't, then just throw monsters up there and start fist fighting. Right. You know, right. really, just give me rampage video games. Right. And But in this, you're right. They, they think... It seems like they're like, well, wouldn't that look cool? Well, how do we get it? I don't care. Yeah, right. Like it, it's sort of Michael Bay ish as far as it will look good, and they won't care. It's funny watching something like Maverick recently, and with all of its plot problems, its earnest attempt to deliver something and the ability for it to just overcome some good questions is matched by kinetic, awesome action, and just, you're, you're along for the ride. I've been telling people, it's not the smartest film, but if you want to escape the heat and have some air condition and get some soda and popcorn, that's a film to go to. Right. This is trying to do that same thing, and it bums me out when so many people are like cheering it, because I'm like, that's stupid, and you're stupid, and it's telling you that, and you don't care, because it's not worth just seeing familiar faces. If I want to see familiar faces, I'll watch the MTV Music Awards. Right. They'll bring them back up to have a thing with the music swelling, and they'll give an award, and everyone will do their little bit. 
And there you go. This is a squandered, wasteful opportunity to bring things in that could have really made a fun or fascinating story if they just had any rules that they stuck to. Right. And then and, and this one is uh, really before we'll move on to uh, hustle in just a second. But the, I, I think the real thing is the the really big problems for me, are, apart from what we've already said, is like it doesn't care about the dinosaurs, but also in another sense. It barely shows the dinosaurs, really, which is really weird. That's a mistake. Yeah. And when it does show the dinosaurs, it's, um, you know, you're not really seeing anything that you haven't seen before or doing anything that you haven't seen. It's like there's a giant dinosaur and I'm scared. Right. And it's the same giant dinosaur right. or whatever. Yeah. And and it doesn't, it doesn't move anywhere, I think, from yeah. the things that we've already done and seen in the franchise, we're just seeing them again. Yeah. And it's weird too, because even in like the last movie, um, we would see dinosaurs a lot and they would, they would at least be attacking people in different circumstances right. or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, in, uh, I don't know, was it two movies ago? You know, when you had like, uh, the the movie was still dumb, but at least we were driving around in those balls. Yeah, there's two. I and, love those balls. And we'd get to look at the dinosaurs. Yeah, I and dig we'd that. Get to yep. you know have a little bit of okay, look, man, that's really cool. Like we're right. in Star Trek watching the ship for ten minutes. Yeah, or right. But at least it was cool to to look at. Yeah. And this movie Agreed. almost doesn't want to show them. Right. But I will say, uh, if you're going into this movie, the opening of the movie for me was uh, one of the. I think most hilarious things uh, that I've seen in a while yeah. because it just goes, look, right. <laughs> we know want, you're here. You're here. Do fine. you want to yeah. watch right. this movie? Cause the beginning of this movie, right. see, like you said that uh, the, the last one kind of sets this stuff up and what it sets up though, is you think this movie is going to start like the next day. Yeah. And right. it's, and what we're going to watch is the dinosaurs showing up. In, All of a sudden, in, and then right, and then the habitat. world in general going, oh shit, what do we do? Right. But no, what this movie is is it's like years later, right? And <laughs> we're all past that and yeah. everything. And so this movie opens up with this little kind of story feature where it goes, so look, dinosaurs show up every once in a while now, right? And uh, we're getting reports of dinosaurs, and this and that happens, and it's like years later. And if you believe that this is the way that the world went with this happening, right. then here's a movie about it. Right. And if you think um, we didn't just kill all the dinosaurs, right. <laughs> how could this possibly be a right. thing right. that we just haven't had military from every country all over the world right. flying around blasting dinosaurs? Yeah. How would that be a thing? Right. We have just accepted the fact it's like a weird, like anti-gun video, right? right. Or like right. pro-gun video. I you don't might know, see a like, pterodactyl at the Where it's like, look, store. man, there's dinosaurs yeah. now, and Here we you go. just might get killed, yeah, right. and we're not going to do anything about right. it. It's like, what? That's I, I. And then, and then the movie just goes, look, that's the world, and here we right. go, watch a movie. I think the biggest mistake the film made was working around an idea of Monsanto-ish stuff. It's easy to tie tech oligarchs in because if you forgive Hammond in the original film for setting up this island. I mean, really what you have is people that have insane amounts of money and resources with science, and then they just start monkeying around with God. And, you know, the idea there, the question is, should we be playing God? The answer should always be, you know, no, because whether it's Frankenstein to Jurassic Park, there's a straight line that says don't. But the best part of a film is, well, let's just see what happens when we do, when we crank it. Right, like, let's right. go. There's, there's an awful lot of stuff there, but the moment they started dealing with super locusts and, it, you know, I just I just think that if you make a Jurassic Park film and you don't have dinosaurs as the star or the second star, right. you know, what are you doing? And, and the movie, like, you like you said before, the movie really struggles with uh, being so many different movies. Yeah, it once. really does. Uh, and it's not that you can't do that, but this movie no. does not do it effectively. It's yeah. got, uh, we've got the clone girl going on. We've yeah. got the stars from the previous people and their locust problem. Right. And the bad guy is, I don't even know, trying to take over the world with his uh, yeah. dinosaur science. Right. And, right. 
and, and all the and Jeff Goldblum is like trapped in the yeah. place and being the secret spy. And the, and the villain has like the number two guy just so that basically you can keep going. Well, but is he a good right. guy? Is he a bad guy? That whole thing about Mamadou Ache too is, as the second guy to Campbell Scott, right? They don't even know what they're writing here. The guy's putting out Twitter statements and press releases, yet he's apparently the executive vice president of this thing. You don't do that. (laughs) You're too busy to tweet anything. You don't. I mean, even if you find something you want to blow the whistle on, that's not what you do. Yeah. You know, it's just it's so weirdly thought of and conceived that it's it's strangely juvenile and an incredible step back. But one hell of a disappointing way to if you believe what they're trying to sell you the end of the franchise. Right. Right. You know, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, uh, don't go see that. I guess even I'd though you already that. did. I'd wait. It, it I mean, it crushed. It did. It was so. amazing. So I don't get, uh, like all right. That, but. So, uh, Adam Sandler's hustle, hustle is, right. uh, on Netflix. Uh, where'd I go? As I said at the beginning, he is a, uh, aging guy yeah. who, uh, used to play pro ball. Uh, now he is a scout for the 76ers and he has been for a long time. The guy who owns the 76ers, you know, really kind of likes him Yeah, as the, uh, and his, um, his son, his son, his son is a dick, right? But uh, it's really funny. I can't, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but that guy who plays, uh, the son, the kid is Ben Foster. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like that's all he plays. Like he's so weird. Like I, I didn't, <laughs> almost didn't recognize him. And I went, wait, that's Hell or High Water, Ben Foster. Right. That's uh, Leave No Things Behind, Ben Foster. Like I look at him and I'm like, I know it's you, but dude, that doesn't look right. like you at all. Like, uh, so so then anyway, early on in the movie, uh, Adam Sandler finally gets the job as assistant coach or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then the dad owner of the right. 76ers dies yeah and uh and and so then and then it's, it's funny because we see this whole thing where he's scouting out some people and he says now nah, you should get this guy and the son's like nah I, I want this guy yeah and they end and then dad dies and so they end up going with this guy and then the son goes yeah well i screwed that up so now you still have to be a scout <laughs> because you have to find me someone else or right. you know whatever yeah. and then uh he goes and <laughs> and he uh, finds this, uh, you know, Cinderella story guy. Sure. So that uh, diamond in the rough. You yeah. Know. And uh, and he's awesome, but then he has to go actually play in uh, again at this level. Right. And he hasn't really. He's been hustling people at right. the park in yeah. Spain or yeah. you know whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, so uh, Adam Sandler has to train him. There, there is a. A, a weird kind of just this little bit of Adam Sandler's uncut gems character yeah. yep. is like spliced over like, right. like just some yep. of that guy. And, uh, and you know, I, I mean, hilarity ensues. You get, you see all this training stuff happen. Yeah. There's all these little, uh, things go wrong because that's you know right that's part of the deal that's how that's how it happens yeah and then uh you know there's secrets and there's lies and blah 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 um anyway uh i i found myself um Uh bizarrely enjoying this movie yeah um and so in the end i give it a seven and a half but i feel like i i would give it even more um, and, and I kind of wanted to because, yeah. like I said, I was watching this movie like weirdly enjoying it, and it's probably actually very similar to Uncut Gems. Yeah, like uh, I went into Uncut Gems and I wasn't really sure. Yeah, uh, but then the movie just like kept hooking me. Yeah, even when uh, I started watching Uncut Gems and maybe like twenty minutes in or so, I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Right, right, like. Right. <laughs> I don't care about this world. It's right. like it's like you know when it's like you're not a car guy or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, um, I'm not like a New York gem guy right. or whatever. Right. Like, I, I don't about care this. about this yeah. world. None of it's interesting. It's not even like the gangster side of it sure. where there's like a whole other it's thing going it. on. It's like no, it's just yeah. a guy who owns <laughs> a schlep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but like in Uncut Gems, I just kept being more and more hooked into it, yeah. uh, despite. 
going whatever, you right. know. And this was right. the same thing, right? Like I don't care about basketball scouts and yeah, finding this guy and whatever. Um, but I just kept getting more and more hooked, even yeah. when parts were a little goofy. And so like I would have rated it higher, except there was a lot of it that I just felt was like lazy and like lazier than all the other stuff. Yeah. Where it would just now there'd be this part that I thought was really lazy. And I'm like, why are we switching to that? Why don't I mean <laughs> yeah, right. tell that part of the story in the not lazy way, like right. you're telling the other part of the story, you know? But yeah. um and and uh, the basketball star guy has his kid and we have all that stuff. So every I thought everything that was about basketball and like sort of the imprinting of some kind of like Rocky or Rudy kind of like a yeah. story that we know that story already. Right. We've seen this like a thousand times. Yeah. All the stuff that like we've seen a thousand times from the sports angle, I thought actually was really good. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't know, man, this is like really kind of hooking me. Yeah. All of the stuff that had to do with like, um, he had a rough upbringing. He's got a little oh, yeah. kid, his wife and all this stuff is a different version of I've seen it a thousand times yeah and I thought it all was a little lazy in how it did it yeah and it and it just kind of it did all that sort of stuff by just having uh having him say it or you know whatever Uh, you know yeah so uh I wanted it to be better but anyway I gave it a seven seven and a half and then I went on for a really long time this is this is (laughs) no it's it's almost like you know, in a lot of ways, it's funny because I remember you saying Uncut Gems is when we did our year list and you're like, man, this is a film where there's no good character in this. Not meaning they're bad actors. It's just bad people. Like, it's hard to root for anybody to get right. anything. And even though Adam Sandler is just a guy who's just trying to hustle you out of anything in Uncut Gems, you know, he's actually sort of strangely like you're rooting for him. Like, you just want this guy to get right. a break, even though the break he's getting, he doesn't. You don't want him to get that break. There's there's something about Adam Sandler who, if you only think of him as Happy Madison, you know, whatever, you're gonna have your expectations met. And this is a guy that you've all you've often used this great example where I took the job because we were shooting in Hawaii and I got three weeks. Right, you know, forget right. the house I get out of it. Like I just want a vacation with my friends. All those grown-up films where it's David Spade and Kevin James and Chris Rock and all these guys are getting together just for this film that is so stupid, but feel-good fun. You know, it's just light and breezy. They're just going to wherever to hang out, have fun, and play ball. Okay, all that said, Adam Sandler's a really talented actor. If If he gets a point where the director is helping him along... And it's not just the, was it the Moscovich stories? Like, if you just see oh, him yeah, yeah, in yeah. things where he's not mugging or being the man-child, the guy's got an, a pretty good range of stuff, but the character that he's playing is that schlub who's somebody you just want to root for and just want them to get a break. I, I had a blast with this movie. I still only gave it a seven, you know, almost exactly for the same reasons that you said. It just, I, I'm, you know, it's a two-hour movie, and I'm... F- 40, I'm 30 or 40 minutes in and I realize it can't ever get over nine. It's just not going to do it for me. Because as much as I don't dislike basketball as a vehicle, I don't love basketball as the vehicle and this is going to have a lot of ball in it. And I I get it. It's, It's absolutely dedicated to, even if they're not under their real name, tons of basketball people, coaches, stars, players, everybody is in here. And it really is sort of an affectionate way of bringing that authenticity to it. But the strength of the story, when it's at its best, is Adam Sandler struggling with trying to do right by his wife, played by Queen Latifah, their kid, who's just a kid, you know, and he's making goofy mistakes um, with parenting her because he's on the road all the time. When the movie, when I think about the best parts of the film, it's when he's doing things. I love the beginning montage of like seven minutes of him scouting. I'm watching. I'm watching this, and I'm like, "Holy crap! Wait a minute. Maybe we're maybe we're really onto something here." He stops for a bit, comes home, but when he goes back on the road, and when he finds this, you know, Cinderella player, that whole stuff again is just him doing great stuff, and he's just acting against nobody. You know, he's he's in charge, and he's to blame or to be praised. I love when he starts seeing things because I feel like I believe that character. 
when he's pointing out faults or or good things, when he sees this guy hustling and he's wearing combat boot, you know, he's right, wearing work right. boots, and he's like, what, what am I looking at here? You right. know, his mind is blown, and you get, I felt excited for him in it, and that's when I knew the movie had me. Right. And right. from then on, you're right. We got to meet the trash-talking bad guys who are going to teach you the lessons, show you how bad you are, right. not ready for the game, because our game is sort of junk. But then he comes back, does he? I don't know. We'll see. Does he give up? He should. We won't. I, you know, <laughs> the training montage goes on too long. The stuff I'm not interested in dives too deep. But Sandler is the flotation device here, and he's just paddling away, and it, and it works. Right. It worked for me in a way that I feel more than the seven I can give it. I can't give it eight and a half, right. but it times it should have had it. Easily. Yeah. And there is, um, we got to get out of here pretty quickly, but yeah. uh, there is a lot of this movie where, like I said, there's a lot of it that I feel like it's lazy. There's a lot of it where uh, here's the thing that we demand to have like this em- emotional moment here. And we're, we're really not as committed to that being great yeah. in the way that we are really Everything. trying to do a lot of the other stuff. Right. There's also a lot of this stuff. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in this movie, I think, where what it is is like I want to do this basketball stuff because I love basketball and want this to be in yeah. my movie about basketball. Where, you know, we talk a lot about like you, you know you said uh, you're not a car guy, but Ford right. versus Ferrari is awesome, right? And yeah, and Ford versus Ferrari, even though it has a lot of this car stuff, right? Yeah. It doesn't have car stuff just for the sake of having right. car stuff. Right. And this movie has a bunch of basketball stuff That's just true. for the sake of just. having basketball stuff. Yeah. It's not really doing anything. We don't actually need to to see it. Yeah. We need to see a lot of basketball stuff. Right. We don't need to see all the all. basketball stuff we yeah. see in right. this movie. Totally. And you know what? Fair enough. I mean, Adam, sure. Adam Sandler is a basketball fan. Sure. He wants to make a basketball movie, and he okay. goes, and I want this to happen in it. And <laughs> right. you go, well, I mean, okay, yeah. but it doesn't make your movie better, right? right? I mean, right. yeah, it's hard to begrudge him wanting to do that when he gets to make this movie, but... Right. But in a lot of other, I mean, I would so recommend, I would recommend this movie a lot more than virtually any other seven, right? Yeah. I mean, I still would tell people to go see it. I uh, knew it was if, something. If there's any chance you'll like it, you'll yeah. like it more than seven, probably. I knew it was something that didn't ruin it, but I've known you long enough to know. You asked me, you asked me a couple times in a couple days if I'd seen it. And I'm like, he wants me to see this. Right. Like he wants to talk <laughs> right, right. about it, whether for the show or not. I mean, we talk off the show too, you know. But I then I sat down. I went, "Son of a bitch, here we go." Now I know. Right. This right. is great. This is fun. Yeah. And 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 like we've often said, sometimes we rag on things and rate it high. But this is more fun than a seven. But for the reasons we don't have time to go into. Right. Right. Seven. Seven. And, and, a half. and I will say this too. So uh, go see it. We loved it. Yeah, Here's definitely. all the reasons that we got through that. I will say this too. Um, since we're not spending too much time, but I want to really kind of highlight this, and you sort of mentioned this in this movie, right? In this exact genre, right? Yeah. Of you, you know, you find the guy, yeah, right? right? Uh, you stumble upon the, oh my God, here's my ticket of what I need to find. Yeah. The scene that, the way that happens in this movie is probably the best version of it I've ever seen. Yeah. I think that scene where he's uh, doing this hustle in the park in Spain and all these people are everywhere. Yeah. And it's really the other guy yeah. that everyone is there to see. Right. And you're like, oh, that guy, huh? And then you find out, yeah. no, it's not that guy. Yeah. It's the other it's guy. The guy. Like, that whole scene is really cool. Really well and done. really well done, too. And even just if you uh, are watching this on Netflix, if you just go back and watch that scene a few times, yeah. right? Because the scene's cool. The way it's the way it's written is cool. Filming that scene... right is a pain in the ass like you yeah. cannot imagine yep. to get all that shit to work and happen uh, consecutively, and be consistently. able to film it the right. way that they do, yeah. how long the shots are oh, yeah. and everything that's going on in those scenes. Right. I mean, that's like a class yeah. uh, right there yep. is being able to get that on screen. But the way that they do that and then he chases him down. Yeah, and then, yeah, sure. And then, <laughs> uh, 
you know, I wasn't a huge fan of the stupid translation line on the bus. No, I know. That, that was, was really so just forced. like mugging, right. you know, nonsense. Right. Um, but then like he shows up at his house. And he's got to talk to his mom. And like, right. that's all like really. It's great. It's really well done. Yeah. So um, anyway, really fun movie. Yeah. Uh, see Hustle. Go, go see that one over Jurassic Park. Yeah. Light Year is coming out. Um, it's sort of technically out in preview right, like right yeah. now, actually. Um, so next week. At least light year, yeah. and uh, and then the week after that, uh, the biggest thing is black phone, which that is freaky yeah. looking. Yeah. So um, yeah. <laughs> thanks, yeah. thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week right. with light year. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners! On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.